Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. I can't even hear you. Why do you sound like that? Sorry, because you playing that song made me realize I didn't do the thing you want me to do yet. I'm sorry. Listen, let me tell you guys something about. First of all, welcome to welcome to One Ep is dead. Um, today we will have the Cellar Dwellers and Nick Wiz on the show. I was excited until you played that. Fuck. So, so here's the thing. So here's what I want to say. If you are a true school underground hip hop head. And you want to hear the stories of the cellar dwellers? Yeah. Hang out because yeah. in a little while we're going to bring on the cellar dwellers and Nick Wiz. And, and I don't want but to, we're all, hold on, real quick, real quick. If you if you love that '93 to '96 era of New York underground backpack hip hop, mm. like it's, you, even if you don't know the cellar dwellers too much, you're going to want to hear this because the stories I'm sure are going to be amazing of 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 people that was in the zeitgeist at the time and people who are around that loud record scene. So who is the cellar dwellers? And who are the cellar dwellers? Did hear a couple. Who are they? From the land of the Lord, from the land of the Lord, from the land of the Lord, from the land. In the Lord's land, I break many limbs like twigs. Or this one. Yeah, cellar dwellers in the house for 1994, boy. It's like that. That's how we come, huh? Hey yo, it's like that. Hey yo, it's like that. We got a ham. Now you never get the mic back. Or this one? This one's so good. The fact they have a song about Monopoly is insane. (laughs) It's insane. Hey, yo, get nice, shoot dice, skip the small talk, sign advance the boardwalk, collect the properties and profit. Collect the properties and profit. They're telling you the rules. <laughs> Let's get deep, deep into the text. Take a couple years back, how we used to flex. Always into gear. What about this the one, Sai? College radio, yo, this bring, yo, we used to bring this song back. It would take two hours for the song to start. Just the, the juggle of these drums. But Saif, you feel bad about yourself because all you ever want is to do things. You want to do cool things. You want to be a part of, of things that are awesome. Yes. And I reach out to Saif to ask him to do something for my album on a West Side Gun song. I'm going to do it. And it's been two weeks. I, I Here's the question. No, you know what I'm going to do? I think, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach out to Hannibal. No, 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 no. And I'm going to see who turns it in first. Because you had, you've had had a two-week jump. So if Hannibal, who's far more successful and way famous more, than you, if he gets it done before you get it done, it, then it's his. Uh. You're a fucking I'm just disgrace. Happy to be back on the road. So I've been. I know busy. it's a lot, but, but I'll be um, home for the week. record, I'll be home this week. For the record, uh, that record "Stain" by Westside Gun is coming out Friday. Oh. Everywhere. Friday, April 9th. Oof. Oh my god. April 9th, WrestleMania Friday, as it's known, say. Oh my god, my mom's birthday is this week. <laughs> you got a lot to deal with. You have a lot to deal Fuck. with. What do you have to do for your mom's birthday? Something. <laughs> Probably something. 
Probably My something. My birthday's two days away. <laughs> um, I there's there's a lot going on in the world, Sife, that I need to talk to you about. Um, okay. very important stuff. Okay. <sighs> I'm trying to decide where to begin. Okay. Number one. I rented a movie theater for my friend's birthday because you can do that cheaply right now. Yeah. On AMC, it's like a few hundred bucks uh -huh. and you can get a whole theater. Uh -huh. So we did it for Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay. That was the worst shit. I don't often use the term worst movie ever made. Why did you go see that? Because it was a movie that I thought would be good for a return to a theater. Why? Like a theater. Like I want a big, let's see something big. I don't know why you would think that movie would be good. Are those movies it was, ever good? It was the... F Yo, Saif, you know how much money they spent on cast in that movie? And you could have used cardboard cutouts. It would. They used my guy from Friday Night Lights. Who? The dad who I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that What's guy. his name again, Billy June? Billy June, get me that guy's name. The main in, uh, guy. Bloodline, right? Isn't it Bloodline? Bloodline. Do you ever watch Bloodline? You watched it? No, I saw the first episode, but I didn't get to finish it. So fucking great. So Bloodline Friday Night Lights guy, he's a big star. They got um, the the rapper Paperboy from Atlanta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in it. They got Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Kyle Chandler is the dad from Friday Night Lights. They got Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. They got, what's his face? Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood. They got all these big ass actors for the dumbest. And then afterwards, my friends were like, well, I didn't think it was that bad. You know, if you'd seen the first three. I was like, there were three before this? What? There was no, it didn't even, didn't nothing even, I don't know. It Nothing even approximated a story. It was fucking terrible. I wouldn't even go to see that, but anyway. Also, I need to report, and this is important that the audience knows, that I found a slight... This is the second time this has happened, and maybe one of the listeners already heard about it the first time. And why I would share this with a podcast audience, I don't know, but they're our friends. Saif, I have, for the second time in my life, a discoloration on my penis. This is interesting. Which part of the penis? Well, Dr. Sounds, it's on the shaftal region. <laughs> How big is this discoloration? It's like the size. It's it's a it's not a I'm small sorry. discoloration. I should not be laughing at this. Uh -huh. Yeah, you shouldn't. What this color, is serious. What color is it? It's a well, it's a discoloration, so it's light. It it's lighter than the rest of the crumb. Like is it like this, like my vitiligo? That's, that's come in? That, so, so, you, you that? have vitiligo too? I think so. Scythe, it turns out I have what is technically known as Michael Jackson penis. You have <laughs> and I, I forgot that I'd already been diagnosed with this the first time. Yo, that's how old I am. When I went in, the doctor looked at it and he was like, yeah, this is vitiligo. And I was like, oh, I already got, this already happened once. I forgot I had this. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, it comes back. It can. You don't really know what's going to happen with it. And he checked it out. He, it, it's embarrassing, by the way. You had to go show There's, your pee-pee at the doctor's office. Number one, you're showing your penis to a doctor. You don't. I don't know like that. I've seen him once before. Oh. Number two, there oh. was a girl like a you know like an intern or whatever. She's in there too. I hate when they're in there. And then, and then you know if they have any any type of like younger hip hop 
vibe to them. I say, can we have another nurse in here, please? Because I need an old lady who doesn't know who I am. There's no chance they know who I am. Now, how about this, though? He looks at it once, and I'm making, like, every dumb joke about that one could make yeah. because it's awkward. So awkward. The whole thing's awkward yeah. to me. And then he's like, can you go get the um, blah, blah, blah? And she comes back with a with a black light, <laughs> and he uses a black light to look at my crumb. Wow. And... And it turns out it is vitiligo, which is what Michael Jackson said he had, yeah. which is why he started, you know, white. changing yeah. his skin tone. Uh -huh. And I asked the doctor, I said, do you think this is punishment? Because I still listen to Michael Jackson <laughs> after the documentary. I had a, I had a, this is why are we talking about this? I had a pain in my uh, sack, you, you, you mm. might say. Sack pain. Sack pain. All right, Billy June, name this episode <laughs> Michael Jackson penis and sack pain. Yo, that could be our yo, that could be our new rap group. Yo, it's sack pain and Michael Jackson penis. And we coming at you in twenty nineteen. What year is it? Twenty one, bitch. Yo, you're sack but you're sack pain and I'm Michael Jackson. I had to go. I had to go to the doctor, and he had to refer me to like you know, uh, not a specialist, but this woman. This woman comes in on Tuesdays and Thursdays to do like the ultrasound of certain stuff, things like that. Of sex. And this Russian. She's girl, the queen of. She's the queen of sex. This Russian girl came in, and she was so cute. And no. I was like, I, why? Why can't it be an old Olga lady? And then, uh, <laughs> so luckily. I didn't have to show the actual joint. I just had to show the sack. Oh, she just lifted. So I basically. <laughs> basically, it was like white boys pranking each other. Like, you you white boy pranked yeah. her. You just pulled your nuts out of your pants. <laughs> I had <to> wrap. <laughs> I had to essentially wrap my penis in what would be something similar to like a cummerbund for a tuxedo. And then just have the sack show it. Oh, my God. It turned out to be okay, I'm guessing. It was, it was nothing, and the pain went away a week later. I was like, "God damn it! I could have waited a week, and I have and to it expose been God. myself to this." No, Russian listen, lady. I'm telling you right now. I thought about this long and hard. No pun intended. <laughs> I was like, if the doctor is a, a somewhat attractive woman, <laughs> I'm I'm either gonna say I need to see someone else, or just say I'm gonna get a boner here. <laughs> because do you know what this man did? This man gets down on his knees. Oh, God. He was wearing gloves, which helps a little bit, because I think the skin on skin, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, probably, yeah. who knows what would happen. Oh, God, I, I don't know. He puts on gloves, but he gets on his knees, oh. and you take your joint out like you're getting your dick sucked oh, behind a dumpster. Stop, stop, stop. So you take your dick out, and then with gloves on, they start, you know, touching it with his fingers. He's squeezing it. I'm like, yo, if you're a hot chick on your knees touching my joint, I. but maybe the gloves help. Maybe uh, the gloves. The gloves, the, gloves the, blight, the bright fluorescent light, the people the, right walking by. Yes, it all helps. I guess the good news is there. I did not have an explosive erection <laughs> while he was doing But the bad news is. I have been punished for the fact that I still choose to listen to what Michael if, Jackson. What if the doctor was like, uh, in order to do this exam, it needs to be erect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start saying something. Let me think of things that turn you on. So what turns you on? 
What what do you what are your search terms on porn websites? <laughs> Just give me an idea and we want to get this thing nice Red, and hard. Redhead pale. That's mine. Redhead pale. Sife, <laughs> but you say that as a joke, but we know you're serious. I'm, I'm not joking. Redhead Red pale? pale? Yeah. You know what I don't like? Um pog. I hate that term. Yo, there are some porn terms. Pog is so whack. Yo, that's so the idea that you take something as beautiful as a fat ass white girl <laughs> and turn it into the word pog. Who did that? Because, you fucking heathen. Like, Why would you do you're that? Putting the pH version of fat, but you don't really say it like that. And by the way, you don't even need the pH. Yeah, first of all, you don't say that. The people who came up with that don't say fat yeah. like that. And second of all, with the word as ugly as pog, you might as well just use the F and call it a fog. <laughs> it's the same thing. Because pog's no better than fog. But when I search redhead pale, a lot of pogs come up. Yo, pog is a terrible <laughs> term. All right. I gotta, there's something serious going on in the world. Uh, what's happening with DMX? Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. By the way, how is that what we open Sorry. with? Who? This is why no one likes this us. Is why, this is why the show is a failure. Is why, yeah. People come here for and and real quick, I just want to say we love all of you. Thank you for subscribing. Oh no! Oh no! Billy Jean, are you hearing this? What is going on? Oh no, guys! Oh no! <laughs> oh no, Billy June! Billy June, what happened to Sife? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Sife, are you there? Hey, what happened? Am I here? Sife, are you all right? Am I back? That was not good. What was I saying? You were saying ah 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 ah. Um, no, back. real quick, shout out to everyone. So, I'd like to announce two things. One, to everyone who's involved in Patreon, Patreon for the highest tier. We are going to drop something special for you this week, yes, just yes. for the for the highest tier Patreon. Just a second to get it together. Yes, but so so everyone who's on board on the Patreon, you're going to get something dope and special this week. And also, Billy June, would you like to announce the Discord thing, whatever this is? Yeah, for all patrons, no matter what tier they are, Rosenberg, you don't know what Discord is. No, it's a it's like a message board, but it can it's like private, and we're going to do it for Patreon, and we're going to have different categories. And you guys what can hop private? in. And, like what it's only private? for like, page like Jeffrey Epstein kind of private. Like, what <laughs> do you mean? No, it's like a a message board just for Juan Ep is dead Patreon members, where we okay. can all chat with each other about different topics. Okay, okay, so so they can and where do they sign up for Discord? If you're not a, a fucking well, I'm going to send them a message with all the info when it comes out. Okay, and great. We'll drop we'll drop it the day of the episode comes out this week, which is cool. right now. Wait, so only, as they're hearing it, only our patrons will get that. Yeah, that's because it's exclusive. So there's going to be six people on this message it's board? It's not six, Saif. It's like 100. 121. 121. Okay. So 121 people will all be on a message board together on Discord. I love so that. that's. I love that. We'll do some That's music. actually dope. We'll do some sports. We'll do all different stuff. Oh, can we do it? Can you do a... <laughs> I insist there's one topic, Saif, called <laughs> SAC... Sack pain and Michael Jackson penis. Is it sack pain? Sack pain, baby. Sack pain and Michael Jackson penis, our new rap group. So, all right, so sign up for Patreon. And we're, so not only are you getting the Discord, which launched today, but we're also going to drop something, a special episode this week as well. So shout out to all our patrons. I think it should just be MJPP. <laughs> <laughs> 
MJPP? I'm, no, I'm offended by that. Now you, now you went too far. That's just people complaining about their health issues. So, yeah, you can ask us questions, and we'll tell you what we think. So now, so now I guess we should get to the serious news of the week. And as we're here, as you're hearing this on Tuesday, we're recording Sunday. Easter and Sunday. as of this Easter Sunday, which, by the way, man, that sounds like, yo, DMX, if he could wake up today, like, like, isn't, isn't today when Christ came back? That is, that is correct. Thank you. I would love that to happen, um, Saif, but yesterday we found out that uh, he OD'd and he had a heart attack and supposedly it's really not good. Uh, that's not good. Um, it's really hard to know what to say here. I, I'm so annoyed by the desperation for everyone to turn it into a social media topic when someone has something bad happen. I know why people just, are... Why? Why are we talking about it like that? Like, it's just... I get why, it. Why, how do... I, no disrespect, man, but the rush... The rush to get your picture, to find your picture with DMX and post it. That everyone has to get there. I need to get my prayer post up first. And I've done it before. I'm not saying I haven't done it, by the way. I need to get my... I'm praying for DMX. Let me tell you why I love DMX. Yo, I get it. But, like, if you really are someone who's about prayer, are you really posting it immediately on Twitter or are you stopping what you're doing to pray? Like, if that's what you do, okay, good. But, like, the... the I don't know, man. It just feels cheap. It feels... I'm not saying you mean it that way. I'm not saying everyone means it that way. They probably mean it in a good way. But it collectively feels gross to me. I just... I, I don't... Like, does everyone just have their pictures on their phone? And they find... You know what I mean? Like... Are you going to a hard drive to find? Are you doing work to find this picture? It's I know it's there's something weird about it, and I hate this story. I mean, I do it. I do it to it instinctually. Like the other day, I wanted to find my picture of Nipsey, but I had just posted a picture of Nipsey like a week and a half ago because Carter now posted a picture of me, him, and Nipsey at the Summer Jam parking lot. That I even I I only thought I ever had one picture of Nipsey, which was at Hot ninety seven with you. And then he posted his picture with Nip, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. And I posted it. It's not like I was like, wait a minute, when did he die? Because I, I should hold this. But that's what I mean, that's definitely happening. And and I just want to say, I'll just say this about DMX. He is obviously important and beloved and celebrated. You know, he's been celebrated a lot while he's been alive. Like, everyone loves DMX. I don't think he's someone who's underappreciated. Yeah. Um, which I'm happy about. But I just don't have a lot to say about this because it's so sad and, you know, come on. We all knew at some point there was going to be some sort of terrible scare like this again. You know, like, I just, I hate to say it, but, like, it's hard for me to say this. That's why it's like, how do you talk about this with, like, someone who you know is was clearly, it's been... It's been bad. It's been bad. And that, 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 that addiction shit, man. If you don't get better, like, you don't get it. Like, do we not get... If you're... If someone who's that sick doesn't get better, this only goes one way. And I'm not blaming any one person for that. DMX is his own man. There's no way, There's no way to blame one person. You can't even blame the person. I. That's the thing. That, it's not something you could just wake up from and be like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. Like, that shit is, has a hold on people, man. Yeah, like, and it's had him for a very long time yeah. and deep. You know, there's levels to this. There's levels to this addiction ish, and the level to which DMX has always had it. It's, it's been, 
just on a human level, man, I, I hope he's okay, and I hope his family's okay. But you know. I meet me too, and at this moment, it doesn't look great. There was news yesterday that he was off of the machines and he was breathing on his own. Then they came out and said, no, that's actually not true. So like I saw you, a report that he died, and then they, they took that report back. They're like, oh, no, we made a mistake, but who knows? So as we do this, it, uh, you know, on TMZ, it says prognosis not looking good. Um, sounds like he doesn't have a lot of brain activity and just sounds terrible. It, and I, I, there's not a lot to say about it except that we hope and pray he gets better. And he's an absolute icon for a gazillion reasons. And uh, we're not going to do some sort of DMX episode this week. We're just going to hope that and pray that DMX gets better. Um, and on that note, on that, on that note, you want to dive into this? You want to bring on the dwellers? All right, let's bring on the cellar dwellers. We got UG, Phantasm, Nick Wiz. Are they, are they in the room, oh, Billy Wiz June? Here? Nick Wiz, too, son. Nick Wiz is here. Yep. Billy June, are they here? Yep, they're coming in. Thank you, Billy June. <laughs> oh. 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 Wait for it. Wait for it. From the lab. It's the lost land. I like lanterns to explore the corridors. Then use portals to emerge to the surface floors. This is the weird mix with the different lyrics on it. Well, we, well, well, I'll ask about that. I didn't even realize that this past week, it was 25 years since one of my favorite albums to, to mention. I feel like I've been ch holding the flag for this group, site for as long as I've been on the radio. Yes, and I haven't, and I haven't, I haven't talked to them in like two decades, and that would be the Cellar Dwellers and Nick Wiz on One wow. App. Hey, hey, what up? That was good. This is crazy. I'm having WBAU flashbacks. <laughs> WBAU at Delphi University flashbacks with Wildman Steve and DJ Riz. Word, word. <laughs> um. We got Ugg, UG, Phantasm, and Nick Wiz all here. What's up, guys? Phantasm, how are you? What's the deal? What's good? Can you hear me? Yeah, I think we hear everybody now. I think okay. everyone sounded good. Nick, let's hear you. We hear you? Can you hear me? We hear Nick Wiz as well. All right, we're in. <laughs> um, okay, so then you guys tell us this. Who is the best of the three of you? Who should be the first person to set off the Cellar Dweller story? Mm, mm. Mm -hmm. You got to flip a coin for that. Nah, man. UG, <laughs> launch it off, man. All right, UG, you said it. Oh, man. How can I get this? This um, First of all, let me say salute to y'all, man. Um, Y'all always been solid, rock solid with us. Showed us super-duper love. Never fronted on us. Even when it was time to be critical, y'all always was critical and just gave it 100%. And especially Scythe. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh, it's dope to see y'all, man. It's dope to even speak to y'all. You know what I mean? Dope. Rosenberg, salute to you. Yeah. This album is incredible, man. Like it's funny how like I I you were like you guys were like some of my first rap friends. You know what I mean? Like when I was just an intern, you know what I mean? Just making it, just trying to get up and then through the loud through the loud records connection as with Funk Flex and you guys like but then it's like you know, you just keep working and you you don't realize that you haven't seen somebody in years until you see them again. You know what I mean? Facts. Facts. But like we we used to be in the tunnel together. Crazy. Well, that's what we'll and we'll get there and we'll get there. So all right, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. speeding. I apologize. Yeah, stop speeding, bruh. I apologize. All right, UG, tell us. So how does the how does the cellar dwellers thing begin? 
we met through a mutual friend, a mutual rapper by the name of Gage. Uh, I used to dance for him, and at the same time, I was rapping in the background, just writing stuff on the side. And fan was in Flatbush on Church Ave. Fan was uh, on this thing as far as artists, and we had a show one night, and we got into like a limousine going home, and everybody just started started rhyming. You know what I mean, and it was going around. Hey, so hold on, real quick. You said you did a show, so y'all were just doing. What shows are these? If this is pre-Cellar Dwellers, y'all are just all rhyming? Right. We were just doing, like, random shows. Like, um, a mutual friend of ours, Gage, was just... He was getting, you know, little shows here and there, random shows, and we was just popping up. Okay. And um, Seth so happened, me, Fan, and Lord Have Mercy more popped up at the same show together. So this okay. is the show that I'm talking about. And then when a cypher came around to me, you know what I mean, I started rhyming, and at the end of it, Fan was like, yo, like, to be honest with you, you should be rapping instead of dancing. Because I was full-fledged b-boy, breakdancing, mm. crazy graffiti. I was full-fledged b-boy. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I used to dance with Stretch and all of them. I used to, you know what I mean? I used to dance with the mob tops. You know what I mean? Oh, you were um, the you were real deal. Wait, what is yeah, that? Was that um, Ziggy? These mob tops, it was Stretch, Khalif, Link. We all used to just be out in Coney Island and just going to different places battling people right, break right, dancing right. you know what i mean so when i talk about hip-hop is full-fledged full-fledged yeah. you know what i mean all Machine. the way through it so if he's someone who when someone says let the poppers uh, pop and the breakers yeah. break he's actually affected by that yeah, statement yeah, he's, Facts. He's like, why can't we do this I, yeah it touches me yeah it gets me emotional right <laughs> he's like please <laughs> let me pop and break for real so um <laughs> even with the graffiti like i you know what i mean i, I wrote with fib and cr tony and i i, I wrote with them people so I was um official, and then after that happened, fan just was like, "Yo, you should you should rap, fan, like for real." So you know, I, mean? I took his advice and just started jotting down, and then you know what I'm saying, I, I I'm a tag fan, and then and let him go from there. You know I mean? All right, fan, take the story from there. Yeah, then we just started working, and I said, um, I'm gonna take you to a producer that I was working with. I was working with um Baxton, who who did a lot of joints for a lot of people. He did joints for Leaders of the New School. He did Wild for the Night. Rampage. Mm, mm. He was working Love with MC Light, so I was working with him. I had an album in the can already, and we was trying to shop that. And then me and Ugg got together. I said, "I'm going to produce you." He heard Ugg and was like, "Yo, I want him for myself." I was like, "Nah, this is my little gem. This is my little gem that I'm working <laughs> on." Mm. So then got his demo together. Back then, they was doing four song demos as a shopping package. So, and by the way, Sife, this is something me and Sife talk about a lot. Uh, fan is that back in the day just knowing the producer or dj who could help you put together a demo was like a barrier of entry that meant you had to find someone someone had to spend some money like yeah. it's it, it was facts. a uh, facts you had to have at least like a couple microphones some kind of four track sample uh, like yeah. that shit used to cost a lot of money a back lot of then. money and if you didn't have that then you have to go to those studios for 60 70 dollars an hour yeah and as little kids you, you ain't really had that kind of bread to go try something out you right. didn't even know if it was going to work you trying to put yeah. the sound together so right yeah. right it yeah. was extremely hard back then she was like, crazy he, he, had, he had a studio in his crib so we was fortunate for that so then even me and you we took money out of our own pockets to go to the studio Facts. Yeah, yeah we did we sure so did we started putting the demo together we did three songs and then me and him collaborated and said, you know what, let's do a song together. I want you to jump on one with me. 
So then we did this song together. And when we were shopping the package, everybody kept loving the one song with me and him going back and forth, back and forth. It was like, yo, the way y'all play off of each other, he got the deeper voice, you got the lower tone. So it's like, yo, just, y'all should just run with that. And after a while, we kept hearing it. We was like, you know what? If this is what's going to get us on, yeah, this is what well, we need to do. Yeah, if that's what's working and that's what well, people are gravitating to, right. we can do it. And where are you? And where are you guys both from exactly? Well, I, I, I was I was born in Bed Stuy, but uh, I landed in Canarsie. That's where I was doing. That's where I was resting at at that time when I met. Yeah, that's Dan. why you was. That's why you was really cool with DJ Riz. Rick. He was from that neighborhood. Yeah, right? yeah. My cousin and him used to up. play. Used to be on different football teams together. He played yeah. for I think like Midwood or some, oh, Canarsie. He played yeah. for, and then my cousin played for South Shore, and they used to always. That was a rival. So I used yeah, to meet yeah, Riz. Yeah. Riz was the ladies' man. Riz used <laughs> oh, to come. Riz used to come to our bleacher parties after the yeah. game and steal the shorties from up from yeah. where back. Riz he was, was a pretty boy. Called it back, no, pretty boy. No disrespect to Nick Wiz. He's the same type of vibe. That cool white boy that shows up <laughs> and all the girls go to. Uh, crazy, crazy, yo. And then, so, fan, where are you from? Like, yo, from Flatbush, right? From yeah, I'm from I'm from East Flatbush. You know what I'm saying? Same same stomping grounds as Special Ed, Chuck Rock, uh, Boss Our Boss, Split Star, Rampage. It's a whole Wait, lot. What school you went? Did you go to Erasmus? Yes, I did. The infamous Erasmus Hall. <laughs> oh my God, that's a treacherous school, man. Treacherous. So so, what song was it that you guys made? Was it one that eventually came out, or no? It was just a demo record. Oh, it was just a demo record, right, fan? That first cellar dwellers that we did. Yeah, that, yeah, right? we just did a song called the Cellar Dwellers, and we just we just played back and forth. But it wasn't it wasn't Land of the Lost. It was it was it was yeah. We just did a song with both of us just playing off of each other mm-hmm. on the cellar dwellers, and everybody kept loving that one song. So we was like, you know, you did, gotta... and you but you did eventually put out a song called Cellar Dwellers as a B side. It, it wasn't that. No, we did. Yeah, it might have been that. It might have been that. It might have been a different beat on the demo. But I think I think. I think that was it. Yeah, what what year is this? What year is this that we're talking? Ooh, this is ninety one ish, ninety two ish. Wow. Yeah, this is early. This is Damn. early, Judge. Yeah. Cause we actually, I actually took Very the demo early. to Howie T. Wow. I took the That's demo early. to Howie T, and he liked it, but he said he wanted to hear more records. He said, I, mm. "I like where y'all going with it, but let me let me hear more. Let me hear what the, the entire album is going to sound like." And then we just well, we need you for the entire album, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know how exactly. we T back then was on his bullshit. So you yeah, he was getting the check. He was getting the check. He was working with um Raven Simone. He was doing a remix. He was getting about twenty k just for that remix alone. So wow, yeah. Shout out mm. to Howie T. Okay, so yeah, so okay, you you decide to form a group, and then what? We started after that. Um, we started doing shows, Lyricist Lounge. Shout yeah. out, you know what I'm saying? But before that, I think we started hitting Stretch and Bobito first, right, fam? All of we started together. doing a lot of underground airplay. Of- so that and the lounge, we just started killing them lounge shows together. Yeah, right. Because, right. It, you know, we was we was coming in. Go ahead, fam, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, because we, we, we were doing a lot of shows with just... I, was we using Backspin's instrumentals, right? We were using a couple of instrumentals. We used a lot of instrumentals yeah, from back, right? we were using right? a lot of freestyle stuff, too. And back then, Cypher, you know where we met you at, and college radio was popping back then. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. Oh, everybody man, had it. a college radio station. So even though we couldn't get on the majors, we was on every college radio station. Yeah. Everywhere. We everywhere, went everywhere. Yo. And 
Every yeah. time we freestyled, we just killed it, and the name just started buzzing. And then yeah. once we started including the shows, along with college radio throughout the tri-state, the name Cellar Dwellers just kept coming up. Yo, them niggas, hell, yo, I, keep, I heard about this dude called Cellar Dwellers. I seen them perform. I heard them on the radio. And I feel like I feel like you guys had a similar story to how people used to react to leaders. You know what I'm saying? Like leaders of the new school mm-hmm. was popping so much before they even had a deal because they were just popping up at shows, freestyling, and everybody knew them and everybody would let them like do a little one or two songs and right. then that's when they got a deal and got to record. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like right. same thing. It was different. You could do that back then where right. like you could you didn't have a deal, but everyone knew you in the streets, and you could jump on shows and right. And that, and that was ah oh, the that good was, old days. That was our forte. It's like yo, when we get on the radio, we we gotta air them out. We gotta let yeah. them know who we are. When we get on that stage, yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta perform. Yeah, that was we, that was always our motto. Was like yeah, the records is cool, but the stage performance is what. It's gonna make the fans want to say, right. "I want to see them again." Book them here because that's this show over here. So we always was very big on performance. You know what I mean? As far as shows, and then I remember uh, after that we did Barbito one more time. I think we, I think we got the deal in, and Lord Digger came up to Stretch Armstrong and Barbito with some beats, and he played that Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Man, we said, "Yo, we you need that, that beat right for the right next there. lounge." And right after that, it was over. That mm. shit, man, listen. That that shit, I was, I've been listening to a lot of old Stretch and Bob lately just because, you know, you can find it all on YouTube and Mixcloud mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Producers used to come up there, plug in the SPs and just play beats. <laughs> and do it live, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. They don't do it like I that. I heard Lord Finesse and, a, and uh, a couple other producers They'd have like two SPs hooked up, yeah. hooked up to Stretch's DJ mixer, playing Yo, beats. Eugene, you remember Lost Soul used to walk with like four machines. Yo, <laughs> that's the like, first time like, I ever saw that. Ever. Like a big, a big, a big camp in knapsack, and it had like three, four drum machines in it. <laughs> and two organs. Like he had two keyboards, two misty. Yo, Large Pro was the first Sorry. person I ever saw do that in my life, ever. Like the first session we had with him, we'll talk about that down the line, but ever. 17 machines, three organs, trumpets. So where did Lord Digger get this? Where did Lord Digger get this beat from? Oh man, him and Norm, shout out, you know, rest in peace, Norm, the Blues Brothers. I think uh that's a story I heard, shout out to my man Backus was my man Back. New Digger at the time went and stole that record from Record Shop and gave it to him, and that Luke was on there. So that's where he, you know what I mean. What's the what was that? Who was the artist that 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 Luke came from? Fan, you remember? Jack uh, Bruce. Where's, where's you Jack, Bruce. Yeah, Jack, Jack Bruce. Jack Bruce. Yeah. yeah, my man stole that record for him, and that gem happened to be on there. So yeah, how did y'all y'all was y'all was cool with Lord Digger from just Brooklyn area? Yeah, one uh, of one of one of Menace people's introduced us to Digger. Larry, right? Larry, yeah, we went, we went down. Um, Larry knew, Larry knew that Digger was an ill producer, and then he knew that we was ill MC. So he's like, "Yo, y- y'all need to collaborate because something dope is gonna happen if if the two factions mix up." So, and that would be, and then that would be how this ended up happening. Whew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That yes, master sir. ace B side. Yeah. That's a dope record right there. Sykes probably like, what the fuck is this joint? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
And Ace was Ace is still Ace is still hot. I mean, that's on that's that's on the album. Like he's are in that he's in his moment right then, basically when he puts that out. So were you guys already fully did all of that happen simultaneously though? The the loud deal, the feature with Ace, like was it all sort of unfolding at the same time? All unfolding at the same time. And that came out first. So that was our first time ever on wax or anything. Yeah, this album but, came out first. That's sitting on Chrome. Yeah, and that, Wait, what, that, that was again? a crazy experience Wait. because. What we'll say that again? Yeah, uh, the sitting on Chrome came out before anything that we did. So our first time on Wax was the sitting on Chrome. So that gave us a little look. Too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I because I always talk about how the Slaughterhouse album is one of the most slept on albums in hip hop mm-hmm. of all time. Like. But like I forgot, I forgot Digger and Norm were the Blues Brothers, right? Because Digger was a rapper on the album on right. Slaughterhouse, right? And and sitting on Chrome is weird because Ace was at his biggest then. But for right. people like Siphon me, we didn't really. I didn't check that hard for sitting on Chrome. I was in the Slaughterhouse, like I wasn't really <laughs> I that. Why though? I wonder why I didn't. Fuck because with because of born because of born to roll right because he did the best but I like born to roll right I, I, at the time I thought born to roll was like I but I was like it's not Jeep ass it's like I you know it was my underground whatever I just didn't end up checking I'm, his I'm, heart I'm gonna I'm gonna put that album on today yeah that's worth a listen <laughs> but for the mind was a dope record it was a B side what was it the B side of again oh the INC ride yeah ride yeah the ride. ride yeah yeah yep yep that experience was crazy because we just you know, after after we we got with Lord Digg and we just was running back and forth, they started inviting us to the studio. The studio and um, this went on uh, NBA Live or and Coach K and all that. We just used to be in there soaking up information and busting ass on that and all that, having mad fun. And then Ace just was like, one day he came, he's like, "Yo, I want y'all to get on this record." We was like, "What? Like what?" I was like, yo, what's going on right now? And then yeah, from there, it was just mad love from there. Man, shout out to Master Ace. When something like that happens at that time, by the way, is there, is, is there any financial conversation when that happens? Or is it just like jump on, you jumped on, and that's that, you don't worry about it? Nah, that's what it was. We just hopped on, it was like, that's it. Don't even, let's just do it. We ain't even worried about that. You know what I mean? We'll get to that later. We'll, we'll make the money later. Let's just get on these records. That's That's it. So when yep. when does yep. when does this guy Nick Wiz pop up? Yeah, when did Wiz you go from the beginning? Wiz Wiz popped up with the Lyricist Lounge when they started doing the Lyricist Lounge mixtapes. Remember they were selling the T-shirts and the tapes was attached. Oh that, yeah, that Echo. Wait, was that Echo? The Echo, Echo joint, yeah, the Echo Unlimited Echo. joints, yeah. right? And um, Wiz came to the Wiz came to the studio, young. <laughs> Wiz, okay, Wiz, tell us, tell yeah, us yeah, from your perspective, because I'm right, sure you so, remember all this. So, so check it out. So basically, I was working with A and Dandy. Well, the manager at the time, my guy Fred Crawford, took me to a Lyricist Lounge show at the uh, it was the Supper Club, and I saw Dwellers perform, and I was like, wow, man. Yo, these, their, their energy was just insane. So it just so happens that my, my manager reached out to me and said, listen, Ant and Dandy are working on their own project, which they were rapping at the time. And they came down to record. You know, we started working on a few things, and all of a sudden it just switched to, "Hey, listen, I got this group, and uh, you know, I, we need to cut a demo because we have a situation with Loud." And I was sitting there like, "I was a who?" 
He said, sell it though. I said, bring them down. No problem. Yeah, hey, don't even worry. Don't even worry Jersey, about no right, money. Nick? Don't worry about money. Don't worry about nothing. You know, just, you're from just, Jersey, right? Correct. Where are you from? Teaneck. You're from Teaneck. That's where you grew up and everything? That's where I grew up. And did you have any credits at that time already, Nick, or no? Uh, you know what? I didn't. I actually did some work that I never got credited for, but it made me the money I needed to get my SP-1200 that I wanted so bad, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So... Did you do the Milk Bone record? Yeah, I worked on Milk Bone. Okay. Well, I didn't do... Keep what, it real. Um, I didn't do what everybody thought that, uh, you know, because uh, Stretch and Bob kept saying I did uh, the Keep It Real one. I did oh, you didn't do that one? Keep it, no, I didn't do that one. I did... Oh. Uh, uh, Mufi did that one, you know? So I did a remix for that, you know? But I cut <laughs> most of his demos that right. got him the Where deal. was he from? So, he was from uh, Amboy. Amboy. Oh, wow, that's far. Yeah. yeah. Fun fun fact, by the way, Milkbone is a semi-regular caller to my afternoon job, the Michael K show. Really? Nice. And, yeah, and, and when he and when he first called, I explained to them who he was, so now every time he calls, we play this. Uh. <laughs> um wait, so, so so wait, so what was the thing you, can you tell us what you didn't get credit for that made you the money yeah, to get right. your credit now? Let's yeah, go. Not, right nah, now. I'm, not, I'm not worried about Juan that. It, it was an opportunity. <laughs> it was the same thing like Dwellers jumping on Ace's yeah, record. So for me, it was, um, I was working with Rich Nice at the time, mm -hmm. you know, from the Trackmasters, and we were working on a bunch of beats. He just so happened to place a track with this guy named Mr. Me. And I think he was affiliated with um, Dougie Fresh or so G Street Records. Right. I, go into the, I go into the studio. They're like, listen, man, we placed the beat. We're going to, you know, you go in, do what you got to do. Rich wasn't there. And uh, what happened was uh, the guys asked me in the room, I guess the artist manager asked, what do you do? Like, what do you do with Rich? And I, you know, I told him, I said, I made the beat. And they gave me this look, man. Like, it, it, it was so... That elephant in the room, man. I'm sitting there looking like crazy. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I took it as, you know what? This is my opportunity right now to get what I need to get. You know, I knew what I was getting. I knew money-wise. I'm sure he got way more money, but I was happy with what I got. And it just got me to where I needed to get to, you know. And the funny thing is, that was Ken Doro's first mix. Oh, wow. That he wow. ever did. That was his first record he ever mixed. Crazy. And he reminded wow. me of that when we were in the studio together. He said, yo, man. Crazy. No, you were my first record I mixed. That's crazy. So, wow. So well, who's crazy. the artist again? Some guy named Mr. Me. Mr. Me. I don't know that. That's so crazy. Yeah, dude. I it was, heard of that at all. Yeah. What did yeah. you? Uh, so, okay, so you did that. You got a little bit of change. You used that money to... Get my SP twelve hundred, and after that, it was off to the yeah. You, sheesh, you, your sound is the quintessential SP twelve set. You know what I mean? Like you know, like when you're a nerd like us, like you know what kind of machine was used to make certain beats. Correct. And your shit is like the absolute twelve hundred template. The way you used to do <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like that sound, your sound defined an era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man. After after, after listening to Pete Rock, listening to Pete Rock, Easy Mo B, those are like my two 
favorite guys, you know. So, yeah, and it was a little disappointing when I got the SP and I popped the disc that it came in. You know, it came with the machine. I'm sitting there like, yo, man, this ain't Pete Rock shit. I'm like, that hi-hat ain't in here, man. Where's that hi-hat? No, the hi-hat is, like, um, uh, the, the hi-hat is Gossip Tell the People, the OJs. Dude, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is this shit, man? Like, I thought, this is what I paid $2,000 for? Oh, so you thought the sounds were in it the machine? Where? I, that's why I thought it came with the library. And then my buddy was like, yeah, nah, bud. You gotta, you gotta, Yo, you gotta on that, dig it. On that first Pete Rock album, I think he used that hi-hat almost every song. Nah, it, it, it might have. That, and uh, I ain't gonna lie, that hi-hat is universal, bro. Like, even when I was overseas, that hi-hat is used a lot. I don't understand, like, how we're such, all of us, all of us here talking on on, on this Zoom shit mm-hmm. with fucking nerds talking about a hi-hat. <laughs> Very specific hi-hat, hi-hat SP talk. It's fucking like, yo, you know a hi-hat that was? We're getting all the girls with this episode, guys. <laughs> so wait, so how? Let, we gotta jump, jump a little bit. How do we get the loud deal? Cause Nick is white. Um, well, matter of fact, oh, so yeah, he just had Rifkin's number. Nothing to do with that deal, man. <laughs> well, you know what? To be honest, white, there is a white story to that, though. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong actually. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong actually. Stretch brought it to to Rifkin. Well, he was Stretch was holding out. Yeah, we did we did Stretch Armstrong and Barbito like four or five times, and our name kept growing and growing. And Stretch was A and R or either consultant for Steve, one of the two. Yeah, right, right, then, right. Yes. This is when all the the throw stones and the Fondalum records and everybody yeah. started doing their own thing. Stretch was getting ready to create Dolo Records. Right, right. So he said. I'm gonna I'm gonna snatch you guys and I'm gonna put you guys on my own label. Mm. So then somehow or another word got back to Steve that Stretch had a group that he was holding on to. Oh. So Steve was yeah. like, Well, I'm still giving you checks every week. So <laughs> word. Right, right, I need this, that. What's this little thing you got under your sleeve? Yeah, so then the cat got out the bag and he was like, Well, I found these guys called the seller dwellers and da 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 da. So and then once we went up there and we connected, that's how the deal actually happened. What what year is that? This is ninety three, ninety four, ninety three, yeah, ninety three ish, yeah. 93. So who? So mob was mob wasn't even there yet. Mob was there mob. when we first got there. It was alcoholics, mob, mob and the alcoholics and the wolves. Well, uh, what about Woo, and, and Madcap? Was, was Woo there? No, Woo couldn't have been there. Oh, Woo Madcap was, in 90- was there too. Who wasn't there yet? Yeah, who wasn't yeah, there? Who was there yet? It was. There. It was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, think about it. Wu came out in November '93, so oh, right, they were right, there. Because right. Wu was November '93. He tried to throw us the money. He tried to throw us the money of like, well, if it works for Wu Tang, then you guys could definitely do it too. And then, uh, and we were just right. That's right. Up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, come on, you bugging out, man. Cut it out. You guys can give us fifty dollars. It's not gonna work. I got it. So do you do you guys remember what was what was the do you remember the first check you got from Loud Records? Oh man, I know, I know the first um, offer was I know the first offer was small. But I can't remember what exactly it was. Yeah, me neither. Scott Felcher, our lawyer at the time, he, we, we 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 kept going back. And I got forth. the check. Scott Felcher was your lawyer. To my five, that was my lawyer for a what? while. What? points, man. He was everybody. Scott was official, man. Yeah. Scott was official, official. 
Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Scott did my first deal. Yeah, get off too. So was 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 the was the loud money at the time? Was it enough to impact your life and 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 like get you guys to move, you know get to get a new apartment or anything like that? Or was no. it just enough to keep going forward? Nah, and, and... nah. It was, nah. It was just enough to make. Remember back then they wasn't giving out them big crazy crazy budgets like that unless you was like superstar status. So and for us to be honest, we didn't even want the big deal because. We started learning that the more money you take, you got to recoup that, that back. back you got to pay that back. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to cut corners as, as, as least as possible. This way, once we do start selling records, now we can start seeing a check. Yeah. That's that's a very yeah, smart but point. You gotta you gotta remember you gotta pay that you gotta pay that toll to go back and forth to Jersey to Nick's house. That's a lot of money. <laughs> you know what you know you know what's good about that? What was good about that was me and Fan was we was we MTA-ing. did all the effort. We, we was did all MTA-ing. the effort ourselves. We wasn't yeah, taking we was, the limos and all uh, that. We was MTAing it. We, we was doing we it. Would come meet us at the bridge, pick us up from the bridge. Instead of paying that one twenty five for that's, that that's little experience service, right there. give it to us, and then we'll 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 find yeah. out. Maybe. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what 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 were uh, what were the first records you made with Nick once you guys all got together and started working on this a- album? Nick, you remember the first joint? Well, I think we did? the first one well, was him, I did, right? I, I think it was, him him. was the first one. Yeah, we got it. Him. him was the first him. one. Oh well, yeah, when oh, I did that was first. Yeah, it was Ooh. first because we did a demo version of it. And, and then how studios we did that. Yeah, we that it was shit. supposed to be good, and then Land of the Lost came, and they were like, "Yeah, man, Hamday, nah, this isn't it right here, man. You know, we gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be better." So, Matt Life Free, they came down with the Dwellers, and we just cooked it up. Sife, what was this like on the underground in New York? Wow. Here's the funny story. Flex used to bang that record. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, that was like, that was a big underground DJ Riz, Stretch, Mayhem, all those dudes, but... But Flex, used, I, I remember Flex used to bang that because we always used to get happy when Flex would pick a couple of what we call backpack underground college records and burn them on Hot 97. Right. So that was one of them where he used to cut because he used to love to cut that beginning. Mm-hmm. Yo, but Flex was into you guys, period, right? Whoa. Yeah, he showed us some love. He showed us a lot of love. I ain't going to lie. One thing, I, one thing I love about Flex, and I, this is one thing, it's kind of things for me. You didn't have to see. Oh, let me get over here because my shit is there unstable. Go. Let me get over here. Yeah, go go yeah. sit on the router. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put the the routers in my pocket now. Can you put um, Ethernet in? Yeah, I'm gonna. Put, oh no! I'm up now. Flex, you didn't. We didn't have to see Flex for him to say what's up to us. You know, and and. To put it in terms, when Flex saw us and we didn't see him, he would grab us and be like, "Dwellers, what's up?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people you got to see, but like, oh, right, 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 right. It wasn't like that with Flex. And him, I remember I heard him. He burnt that record of Hana, and when he played that record, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's it." I, I'm saying so. Salute to Flex, man, because he showed us super duper yeah, love. And, right? I, and super people love. used to ask like, "Oh, is Flex just playing these?" Because he had a loud record deal also and I'm like no he likes yeah, he likes the thing that. about Flex he likes hip hop like or loves it you know what I mean like yeah he has to do all the commercial shit being on the radio but 
Flex always yo, you know Flex used to do NYU as a like a, under a secret name so he could just play underground records sometimes. Wow, never knew that. No, really? I don't think I knew that. What? It was the worst. It was like, Are you serious? Every once in a while on, on, on Mayhem or Stretch, there'd be a DJ. I think his name was like, it was a horrible name, like Underground Ripper or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask him about it. Yeah. And he would do that just Yo, so that he could crazy. play Underground Records because he loved it so much. Yeah, and, and in Underground the Bandit. Bandit. So that was crazy. it. Underground, underground Bandit. Bandit. Underground Bandit. <laughs> Which is a hard. Which is Flex God never been known for underground making up. <laughs> Flex <laughs> never been known for making up good names. <laughs> oh, speaking of DJs, I want to shout out um, Camelo and yeah. DJ Enough showed us a lot of love. Yeah, and rest shout out to Big Cap. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cap Big Cap love job. Yeah, definitely. But you guys also had a record. You did a remix. Was it a Good Dwellers remix where you like made it all about DJs? You shouted out DJs for like a whole record. Am I wrong about that? You told the whole story. No, I think that was just oh, it's part a promotional two. joint. Nah, yeah, I think but, that was just like a promotional record, like where we was just shouting DJs out. I don't think we we did a actual record like that. Oh, it was just a record Flex played. It wasn't. It was one that you guys did right. like a dub. Right. No, nah, I don't even know if that I, was us. No, Wait, it was I, you. To be honest, not. Nah, I remember, fan, that record that we did with Flex. Was that the record when we went to the studio and did that? When we left the tunnel to go record that record with Flex? Remember? Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember doing that. Was that? Is it uh, this? Hold, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if it's this. Let me see. Thing. Let me see if it's that one. What's the plan? I stay dapper like Dan. Decked out in Heliad. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. With the ranching. Now I ride on horses. Kids and hot horses. Once a month, I fly back out to meet with crime horses. Still gun traffic and pushing keys. The tall man's international. Now I'm overseas. Setting up shots. No more nickel and dime. Jerk chicken spots. Now we get whiz, boy. And private helicopters and private doctors. I'll erase ya. Cause they not chase my vodka. Niggas. This this is Good Dwellers Part Two. Were you really renting jet skis in Hawaii? That's the question I really want to get to. The we was I was in I was yeah I was in we was riding jet skis in Florida. Pardon me, I didn't rhyme right, so I just had to twist where we was at. It was Miami. It was riding jet skis. Yo, did you guys? Did you guys? get tossed into because of your name were people did lazy people end up thinking you guys were like horror core because you came out at the same time as flatliners and grave diggers and you were called cellar dwellers definitely. that happened definitely. It, definitely it, it, yeah. yeah we definitely. it kind of got it it kind of got thrown in there to be honest with you though we kind of was ahead of them yeah. with was, the, the style that we had we was the first ones doing that and then you know Flatliners and everybody else got a little wind of it and tried to turn it into something different. But yeah, but you guys weren't ever doing anything right. horror. Right. You guys, you guys thing. did storytelling. Right, it wasn't horror core. We right. were into sorcery right. and wizardry and Dungeons and Dragons. They was more right. skulls and bones and satanic. So it's two different worlds. Uh, but we kind of just grouped it together. Right. Don't you hate when your nerd Dungeon and Dragon references get mixed up with fucking horror? <laughs> sure horror. do, yo. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on. Get it right, man. If you don't get it right, get it right at all. Don't do it. Do it. Yo, so Nick, how many did you how many did you end up doing on the album? Is it like the whole thing? Nine songs. 
I wound up doing nine. It really originally was supposed to be three. And I'm going to let the dwellers take it from there. Yeah, and well, we started. I mean, that's self-explanatory. <laughs> we kept going back, and he kept kept blessing us for joints. And he's like, we want that one, too. I'm going to keep it a buck. Wiz knocked a lot of producers, knocked a lot of, knocked a lot of songs off the album. Like we had records, mm. like, nah, we going to Wiz. And every time we would go to record a record that we did, he would play something play else. He'd be like, okay. okay, let's next scratch that we, off. Yeah, next time we and come back, going we on. that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has uh, well, it made it made it's something about when you find that right flow and that right energy and then yeah. and then it, it creates the sound. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that became yeah. the cellar dollar sound. So why would you go anywhere else? Right. There you go. Right, right. And not yeah, to mention that, back then, them them producers are trying to charge you like twenty G's a watt, twenty five a watt. So we was like, nah, we 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 ain't, we ain't trying to chew off our budget like that. Saif, let's talk about, we mentioned nerdiness. Let's talk about the fact that you guys started the album with a complete detailed homage to the game Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vance the Ballwalk, man, we love Advanced it. Vance the Ballwalk. We play it for real. We, we, don't, this, we don't be playing, we don't just say it to say it. We play it Y'all really, you guys, just hold on. So that was more than just for fun. You guys were really about this Monopoly life. Yeah, we, we yeah, play man. Monopoly a lot. Yeah, man, listen, look, man. I, I, look, I'm still, look what that say. You see that? You see what that say right there? Dungeons and Dragons. You see and Dungeons and Dragons starter come set. On, come on, baby. This wasn't this ain't no Now do you guys think am I is it commonplace for people who fuck with the dwellers? To like to have a lot of songs you love, but think that this was number one. This one right here. <laughs> Yo, Sife, you know how I feel about that soul in the hole soundtrack. Yeah, this is me right here. That damn Nick Wiz, man. Yeah, Nick, you a genius for this one, my guy. <laughs> My favorite bars coming up. Here we go. And UG comes in crazy. Was was that so? Did you guys make that for? Did they say like, hey, we want to put a song on a soundtrack, or was that something you just had in the stash? We had. Did we, we have that in the stash, Wiz? Nah, we were working nah, we on the second on that, album. But, yeah. We were working on the second we were album. On the second album, and it was like they needed a song for the soundtrack. He was like, "Oh, we got." Something I can dope. hear, I can hear the difference in your production on that song because you had already got some radio play and some success, and I can see you like extra swagging it up. Like you can hear the difference in just listening to the first album. Yeah, it's like a little faster, a little my faster uncle, swing. The day of that session for that song, my uncle came down. He has this thing of. Well, I found some records on the side of the road. Somebody was getting rid of them. So he brought that down. I dropped the needle, and that, that started playing those strings. Wow. Wow. And we just made That's it right crazy. there and there, man. Wait, your, 
Do you think your uncle really found him on the side of the road, or did he was he collecting some kind of <laughs> debt from an Italian <laughs> restaurant somewhere? Like, hey, you guys Who fucking know? owe us some money. <laughs> You know what? We'll take these records from my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. My nephew's working with some Muyans from Brooklyn. We need these right here. You know what I mean? That was crazy, man. Yo, did you live in T-Neck all that time? Yeah. Did you ever see Biggie around T-Neck? I didn't see him, man. He was... Actually, he was not too far from me. He was like five minutes away, but I didn't even know they moved out there. So, you know. I was yeah, in my basement and just doing yeah. what I do. You know, I, yeah, I was Biggie one of those guys. I don't even know what the tunnel's like. Never been there. How about that? You didn't go to the tunnel? Oh, wow. you were really a real just pro- oh, yeah. studio rat, huh? Yeah, you know, I was just sitting yeah. in there working, 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 and working. Everybody's like, oh, tunnel, oh, let's go. The tunnel yeah. has this, the tunnel, you know, when it really popped off, it has oh, this. Man. Like the DMX video, Get At Me Dog, is like yeah. what people referenced the tunnel because it was such a great depiction of what the tunnel was. But but before that, yeah, before, it, before it turned into strictly bad boy and Jay-Z land, uh-huh. when, I used to go, when I first went to the tunnel, it was Cellar Dwellers, Sadat X, yeah. Buckshot. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. all those dudes were hanging out there. It yeah. was like I was living a fucking dream life of seeing all my favorite rappers in, in in those early days, all Crazy, I remember man. was the first five hundred women free. First five hundred ladies free. Five hundred free. Five hundred ladies free. Yo, Come I had on, to play. Man. I had to be at the tunnel at eight thirty to play R and B for those girls for three hours before the night started. <laughs> Yo, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, tunnel was special, man. When I first fan, I ain't gonna front the. First time we was able just to walk through those velvet ropes without mm-hmm. having to get on the line. I said, yeah, "Oh yeah, right, we right, we right. in now. That's yeah, it. We, we, money. That we money. We money. So, so, so what, he, what was yeah. what was some shows y'all did back in those days that that were memorable? Like who well, did I was gonna you say, rock with? Yeah, shows. Maybe some shows that you did, and then also what tour, like what promo tours and stuff did you go on too? Because I'm sure this well, Syph and I are always intrigued by how. People, you know, underground legends at that time were rubbing elbows with all the guys who went on to become the the biggest stars in in the game. So, yeah, remember we anytime yeah. the mob went out, we was we was the undercard. Anytime Ray and Ghost went out, we was the undercard. Wow. And we did a lot of shows with the yeah. alcoholics and exhibit on the, the West Coast. Yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we was we was a part of a lot of legendary shit that went on. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That 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 um that tour life was different. It's just being with people that you admire and you see. It's like yo, you like, like you know what I'm saying. I, I had to. I had in my hotel room. I had to look at myself in the mirror sometimes to be like, I right, get it together. I know you like them. I know you're a fan, but we gotta go out here and get busy. You know what I mean? So, tour life was just when we was in France for like two weeks, and the love was just so mind blowing. I was like yo. Yeah, man. That shit was so, crazy. Remember that, Fanny? We did that first big, yeah, big yeah, yeah. show and that first big joint. In the, I was like, mm-hmm. what the? F-? And them yeah, knowing word for one. words just blew my mind. Remember, remember the spooky one when when, when Marv and, and Nori and them did the LA LA? Marv had oh, to go man. back out to Cali to do some shows, and we was there, and some, some gang members tried to pull them off the stage. And if it wasn't for 
um, Ice T. Ice T. Things would have yeah. got real spooky in me. Whoa. What do you mean? What did I? What did Ice T do to, to rectify the situation? He, was, he brought law you know, and order. Um, he brought law and order to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Shout out to Smooth and Triggers. You know, Smooth the Hustler was real cool with Ice-T. So Smooth the and Trigger, the gambler, knew Ice-T? Yeah, they was cool with him. And then he managed them. He managed them. He was managing yeah. them at that time. Yeah. I so did not know that. He did. So he then, managed them. You know, we yeah, were all on the them. same car. We was all, so then he was like, yo, the mom is with us. Y'all chill out and da 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 And he kind of smoothed things over, but... I, I really? seen them throwing it up, and I was like, "What's up with that LA, LA now, fool?" Yeah, they, it got it got <laughs> crazy. It hectic, yeah, and remember we had to you run know, to that, the back, to the back yeah. room, pool sticks and all pool that. Sticks, pool, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was to, it, it was about to get funky. How big was that show? Five hundred people. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, yeah about four, five hundred. But I, yeah. I, I know, was, I, I, know I, seen, was, I know I seen about thirty of them boys though. Yeah, it, I saw more than that. People don't people don't people don't give LA enough credit for their underground love of hip hop. Nah, they, nah, they show culture. Super love. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of there's a dope underground scene. Or at least back then there was a dope yeah. Oh no. Scene. Yeah, I think it's still there too. Yeah. But 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 we only hear about all the street shit, you know. Right. And but but you could do shows out there and be like have like hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys Did you guys ever have any um any run-ins with uh, Big or Hove in the in the mid nineties? Hove used to go. Hove used to go. My sister. Well, say that again. Wait, just wait, wait. Say that again. <laughs> your internet, uh, your internet you, is ruining the story. Your internet ruined the story. Say that again. <laughs> said, uh, yo, Hove. Hove used to go with my sister. Hilarious. Yo, that is. Jay used to go with my sister. Crazy because uh. <laughs> We lived on the other side. My grandmother lived in the same building that he, as he did on the first floor. He lived on the sixth floor. Bleak lived on the second floor. And he used to go with my sister back before he was, you know what I mean? Hawaiian Sophie days. And did you and did you like him? Like, was he a cool, he was just a cool dude? Cool, yeah. He was still, he was, he, that's the same demeanor he got now. He had that back then. You know what I mean? Mm. And then, yeah. So, this story. And did you bunch. ever... At, at any point during that era, did did you have a feeling that there was more to it, or did he just seem like he was on a regular, you know, he was a nice little rapper? That's it. Ah, he he had he had the hustler swag, and he had the you could tell that his swag was cocky. How he is now, you could tell he was going to be something. He just wasn't going to be nothing basic. You know what I'm saying? The way he carried right. himself, he carried himself like he like he is now. So yeah. It was it, it was it was strange, and then seeing him one time we had a show in uh I think we were in Atlanta. It was us, Total, Ray and Ghost, Exhibit. All of us was out there. Mm. Uh, the brat, we all was out there. And I saw him out there in the crowd, like, and somebody, somebody, somebody got me. I was taking. I had the most dopest pictures of all my favorite artists. Somebody allowed stole my camera with my film on it. I had a picture with Jay. I had a picture. Somebody yanked me for that. I'm still upset. Oh, I'm still looking yeah, for them it's, now. It's so it's so ill how like pictures back then like there's only but so many. It's not like mm -hmm. nowadays where you got a thousand pictures on your phone. Those those were those, those were really like who had the camera back then? Yeah. Who had the you camera? Had the camera. That's and then crazy, who had to develop man. it? Yeah, so, I, like I, I, somebody took that out the van though. Like we after the show, like they, you know, we twisted because matter of fact, um. 
The night after that, I took some pictures. It was me, Fan, Ray, and Ghost in a bar out there. And Ray and Ghost just kept sending me and Fan drinks all night long. Remember that, Fanny? Mm-hmm. And we were so, they was laughing at us because we were so twisted. They was like, that's give them another drink, give them another that's, drink. That's when we first found out about the corporate card that the labels had. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They was like, let, let, them, let them get the drinks. Y'all don't, y'all don't pay for it, let them buy the drinks. Yeah, like Dan Tanner. They used to call Dan Tanner Plastic Man because he had the corporate card. Get Plastic Man in the back. Yo, who? <laughs> Who broke up with who? Did your did your sister break up with Sean or did Sean break up with your sister? I, I don't I don't know how that went, man. That's state business, man. I just know at the time I knew. Call her. I, I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna call her. Call her right now. Let's, ask. Hold on. Let me ask. Hold on. Hold on. Let me call her. Right Send her a text. Send her a text. We want to know who broke up with who. I'm gonna call her right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, but we did so, a lot of I can't, what is she? I can't. I wonder what she's like at work. Like, you know, I used to go out with Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd be doing. Uh-oh. Let me I tell you something sister, right now. Sister, I don't know. She. Everyone she would know. Woman, man. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who knows me would know. Shout out to Maria Davis too. She used to do the joint on Wednesday. That's when we did yeah. a lot of shows with Jason. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And so, and so is that you said, oh, you, fan? You were just saying you guys did a lot of shows with Hove on it. Yeah, Supper Club, uh, a couple of venues we did, we did with Ho. And he used to always what, do the, the 22, 22 freestyles. And what about um, what about Big and Junior Mafia? Anything <laughs> with those? Do you ever see those guys around or no? Yeah, we didn't have too, too many interactions with them, but, yeah. but definitely seen them around. And they, they, they was going to um, Special Ed Studios to, when he started doing Junior Mafia. He was recording songs over at, at Ed Studios, Dollar Cab Lab. And how did things end up like dissolving with Loud? Why why did it never really uh you guys didn't get to a second album on Loud, right? You ended up being indie when it was all said and done by the time that would have happened, right? Yeah, well here's my take on it. Um Loud got super duper corporate and and, and crowded when they left from uh, RCA, RCA to, the, yeah. to the other building, Sony. That's when all the other groups came, and then we kind of got lost in the shuffle. And then me and UG was thinking about moving over to Ruckus, which was going to be like a better fit for us, for, you know, the whole most dev, that whole yeah. underground stuff, it would have been a better fit. Yeah, Lurz's Lounge vibe. Right. Yep. So yeah, exactly. Then Steve came up with the brilliant idea of, I'm going to give Dante Watson label, Stimulated Records, and that's gonna that's be, what it came out next. That's yes. going to be more of a underground, dedicated label. So you guys will be the Wu Tang of that label, and he kind of sold us on that. And mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll slide over there and do that. And then, and then, stimulated just never turned out to be that big a thing. Right, Dante Ross is running around oh, with Everlast. Yeah, stimulated. Everlast yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Whitey Dante Ford. popped off with Whitey Ford. 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 And then they yeah. was all over LA and doing this and this. He was never at the label, and it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, Dante oh, came whack. up there, came up there, twisted. You know, he's after running around Whitey Ford, he come up there, beard not cut, all kind. <laughs> after that, he didn't care. Yeah, he didn't care after that. That's and, and, whole, and this this whole game is is timing, bro. And like the intention was good, but like 
he caught so much success with that Whitey Ford shit. Yeah, you I mean, you yeah, can't yeah. not you can't, you can't chase not. your paper. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, and you guys ended up in a weird spot too because Steve's allegiances, you know, even though it shit got weird, they continued to sort of hang on to the alcoholics and Tash and they pushed them forward still. Right, right. And Mob was mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. And you guys kind of fell in that middle ground of you weren't there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You weren't like, he didn't have that <laughs> commitment like you were first. Right. And, right. you, and you also weren't the biggest. Right. So, so you fell in this middle ground of like just yeah. a dope group. Right. Yeah. There's a lot, there's of, a lot of things. Like that. Yeah, there's, right. a yeah. Of, there's a lot of things. Because there's sometimes that you hear that story and then for some weird reason you catch this one hit and then everything could turn around. But right. you have yeah. to be able to get that. You know what I mean? You have to right. be, and there's some, so many stories. There's so many stories, more stories like you guys where it's like, yeah, but if we... If we get in the studio two more times, we'll get that. We'll get it exactly. But but like, oh, it's too late. The time the time ran out. The RCA deal's over. We're and, moving like, you know, because we talked to Dead Prince and they exactly. were talking about how they about left. To them too. They yeah. left too when you guys left. Mm-hmm. But then they caught a little lick with Hove and Sony brought them back in. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they they should have been a lot bigger than what they were, man. They definitely yeah, they, should have been a lot bigger than what they were. I, I just thought up there loud there was a lot more fans than workers up there. Oh yeah. Like mm. you had you had workers in positions that like the certain it. artists a little more. So they they put more, more effort, effort into that. Yeah. So it was more it was a lot of fans instead of come somebody up there coming to do their job. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I saw a that, lot of that. A, that's a that's that, a great way to put it. Right. Hey and and Nick, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this. I, I don't really know who this cat was. Particularly, but Cypher. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. This right here, though. <laughs> for my people's in Jersey. For my people's Come in the Midwest. The very mm. rare underground and uh, ill mentality loving you for days, Ill Nick Wiz mix. Mm. The the rare underground chick record banger. <laughs> like it's such a weird <laughs> and and I know that's another record Flex loved. And I love that record. What label was that again, Nick? You know what? That's a good question, man. Uh, Fat Wax. Fat Wax. And Fat Wax. I was a part of that. So, you know, so, you know, that, that, that was oh. sad, man, because that was my record that was really going to do something because they had it so set up. And this guy went bananas. Who, yeah, man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Are you telling us? That an artist whose name was Ill Mentality <laughs> ended up <laughs> with you know bananas. What dude, the f- dude? Man. What happened? I should have known from the name, but listen, mind you, he's a cool dude. But when yeah. it came to how they were working the record and everybody was playing it, the shows—I mean, this—they had so many shows lined up, and and the record was doing well. So he's like, "I'm not going out there to perform." I'm like, oh. that's Ill Mind. 
mentality. That's an ill mentality. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I have... dude, all these people are playing this record. You have people out there at place to come see you perform a record that, honestly, I mean, I just thought I was just doing another, you know, lovey-dovey hard record, you know, but it turned out yeah. to be something else, man. Chuck, chill out with work. Yeah, People man. loved it, it was... yeah. And he just... So wait, so so in the end, he just didn't feel like doing that much with it, and it yeah, faded away, and that yeah, was that. He, it was a little further than that, but I'm just we're just gonna say he didn't want to perform. Okay. And and, and promote the record because then okay. it turned into stuff between me and him, and you know, it, yeah, it was it was weird. Man. Was just... Yo, the dwellers, the dwellers were probably sitting around like, yo, we would have taken this shit, Nick. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? Man, listen, yo, yo, Nick, I feel your pain because I had an artist <laughs> named Cuckoo oh Cow. God. From oh, Milwaukee. I remember him. Cuckoo Cow had that song in my projects, and I'm telling you, it was going everywhere. And he's like, I ain't going out there. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, you got to go. We got to go on a promo run. No, I ain't going. Yo, I volunteered, man. I'm like, yo, listen, I'll, go I'll be your hype man. Let's go. I'll, I'll get on the stage yeah. with you on the mic. Nothing. Oh, I mean, he, he caught a, a, a mean uh, stage fright. I mean, it was just. It's, I mean, it happens, bro. It happens. Like, sometimes those people, they don't know. We didn't know back then what a writer was. You know, you could technically just yeah. be a writer yeah. and and make records for other people. Yeah. It's weird in hip-hop because it's looking at, like, ghost writing. You're not writing your own shit, but every other genre of music has yeah. different writers and yeah. producers. You know what I mean? Max. But hip-hop is, yeah. hip-hop, it's looked cool. down upon for some reason, even though it's still done. But yeah. it's, like, on the low. It's like dirty I think they're money starting to get reason. more used to it now, you know, than than what it was back then. It was like, yeah, it's, uh, it's you bigger like now. Stuff, man. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's bigger now, but it's guys, is there anything? Oh, go ahead, Ug. Yeah, it's crazy that you say that because I was watching Flex and uh, Gilly the Kid from Philly yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about I heard that. I saw that. They were with about Drake, Drake shit, yeah. Yeah, he was like, he, you know, Drake's one of the illest, you know, illest to do it, but the fact that at his own, he got. Got to get an asterisk. Yeah, that on it, like especially with the hits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's crazy that you brought that up. Is there anything else, guys, like related to your story that you feel like you really want to share or want to have out there that we may may have missed on in telling the story? Um, no, nah, man. Like, like, just like everything. Like the like the tour life was was dope. Um. With the main name joint, me and Fan just came back. We was in Bogota, Colombia before all this pandemic hit. Did a show out there, man. And it's just that record. When you play that record, man, that main aim, that stand-up, leakage, advanced the ballwalk, him, landed a loss, everything comes down. Everything. Lights, they slam dance, it's everything. Have so, you guys always been able to wow. do Europe and Japan and places like that over all these years because of the records? Just because of, I, I, the records for sure, but it's the shows, the shows, the shows how the we throw them shows together. Yo, I've never seen you that, guys. You know, I've never been to a Dweller show. I've never yeah, seen what? you guys rock. Yeah. Now that you're wow. saying that, I've never seen one either. Wow. I don't think I've you know ever what? seen you, you know perform. what? Send send me get give me an email and I'll send you some shows. Some I would love that. Joint. Like I'll send you some joints. So to show me and fan demolishing and situations with those Chili records. Crazy, to, this to this day, with those records, crazy. Chili, Chili was crazy. 
Yeah, Wiz was Wiz was with us out in Chile. That was a, that was another that was another funny story. I'm gonna just get to do it real quick. We out in Chile, and we go into the venue, and the first venue that we went to, now the show was sold out. The first venue venue that we were supposed to go to didn't have a liquor license, so on the day of the show, they shut that club down. We couldn't even go to that club no more. So the promoter had to get a whole nother club rent these big buses with our faces on the side, pick the fans up from the other venue and bring them to a new venue. <laughs> Crazy. Now, it was only one way in. The other venue had the back way in. It's only yeah, one way in. Nice. We, pull up, we pull up to this venue, right? And it's pandemonium outside. They jumping on the car. They pushing the car. What? The dude opens the door... And says, first of all, on the way there, he says, I'm going to tell you now, take your hats off, take your chains off, take your earrings out your ears. Not not to say y'all y'all suckers, but I'm telling you. They're going to take all your shit? Everything. So, please. <laughs> right? Wait, all they're right, going to... So- not, they're going to take it like nah, they're robbing fan. you they, or because they, they, they want just a piece. want a piece of you? Fan-wise. 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 Tuck it in, put it in your pocket, whatever, your money, secure everything. So we pull up to the spot. It's pandemonium out there. He's like on some A-team, like, okay, when I open this chopper door, we got to jump out and go. Wow. Wow. We run out. Yo, we try to run through. Man, they grabbed him. rag almost had him on the floor. (laughs) Everybody. We running behind the security. Niggas is jumping on top of us crazy. <laughs> we had to fight to get to the back. When we get through the club and get to the back, they trying to break down where we at. Now, that, <laughs> mind you, they had some rush hour Chinese doors that just closed yeah. like that. They, <laughs> they trying to kick the joints down to get back there. We come out. We do land at a loss. It got so crazy, slam dancing, the power shut down. They were screaming all oh, so crazy. The power shut off. Niggas, they throwing all kinds of shit going crazy. We had to do, they had to reboot everything. And then from there, it was nuts, man. So I'm going to send y'all some of them shows, man. Crazy. Uh, yo, crazy. yo you're the only insane. ones performing. Yeah, the only it. ones. Yo, bro, they had to walk through the crowd, too, to get to the stage. Now, mind you, when they're walking into the club, I mean, I'm a do rag go back. I'm like, ooh, they don't know who I am. What? I'm walking yeah. in the briefcase. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm strolling in. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. No, and, and they're hooking, well, like, hooking off on people, too, punching people. Boom. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, security. Security's not going to get out. That thing, yeah. too. It was crazy. Well, Saif. <laughs> Wait, Saif, you, you've, you've, you've heard. You've heard what it's like to go to a Dweller's show in Chile before. <laughs> Yo, if you hey, guys. So crazy. Uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll send y'all no, 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 go. All right, send it to us, send it to us. Yeah. Guys, thank you, man. This was really fun. Oh, we just wanted man. to have you guys on to celebrate 25 years of Rums and Reality. And uh, say we appreciate you, man. I was such a huge fan as a kid all the way through college radio. Still play you guys to this day. So we just wanted to have you on and, and show you, you all man. love. Thank you. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate the love, yeah. man. Love y'all, man. Love y'all. For real. Stay safe. Out. All right. Hit a, hit, don't get gas. Got no. it. <laughs> you got it. Yo, got peace it. out, guys. All Reach right. out anytime. All right, no man. doubt. Be safe. All right. Peace. All right. All right. There they are, the dwellers. I look wild.
And Nick Wiz here on Juan Epp is Oh, wait, dead. wait, wait, wait. What'd your sister say? She didn't text me back yet. She at work, man. She ain't texting <laughs> me back. But, yo, I'll, 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 I'll do you know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll Photoshop the joint and send it to your email. Yeah, which send, it, all right, all right. send it to us if we want to put it on the episode. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll, our audience <laughs> will want to know. All right. Peace, guys. <laughs> all right, man. All right. We'll love All right. Later. All right, peace. Yo, big shout out to the to the dwellers oh and thank God. you. Yo, Sife that. By the way, a couple of gems. First of all, I don't know that you've ever it's been a long time if ever that you mentioned Flex DJing under a, a pseudonym. Yeah, I forgot about that. A pseudonym, if you will. Pseudonym. And and also, yo, him saying he used to Jay used to go with my sister. <laughs> I told you. Listen, we me and Rosenberg were talking earlier this week and we're like these are some of our favorite groups that never get any light shine on them from all these different podcasts out nowadays. This is what we loved, man. This is what we talk about. This is one app. And I'm like, they always give us a gem. You know what I'm saying? Even always. they're not the biggest names, you know, like, you know, the, the Cameron uh, Drink Champs came out and it, and it, you know, broke the internet as the biggest interview that they ever wanted on Drink Champs, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yo, our, our people... Love the one up gems. And when he goes, my sister used to go with him. Yo, that was it. Casually. Yo, that's my sister casually. That was it. That was it. <laughs> um, guys, we'll be back next week. Uh, we appreciate you all very, very much. Billy June, go fuck yourself. <laughs>